RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. There we go. All right. Had a bit of a technical difficulty there. For some reason, the uh, music didn't want to load. But thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. As always, you're listening to another exciting episode of Friday Night Livestream. My name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector. And joining me tonight for the very first time is author, podcaster, and radio personality, Mr. Justin Barclay. Really excited to have a conversation with Justin tonight. You may have seen Justin on the Reawaken America tour, or you may be listening to his program if you're living in West Michigan. Uh, we're going to be talking about the good old days of uh, the uh, the Great Lakes State, the North Coast, as we like to call it, and of course, a lot of other things. One of the reasons I'm so excited that Justin's here tonight is because he focuses on something that is uh, almost criminally lacking from the current discourse. And that, my friends, is good news. And you know me, I like to try to keep it light while covering some of the darkest subjects that we can possibly imagine. You know, America is under attack right now, but I truly do believe that with the help of people like Justin and you guys, we are going to overcome. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I'll be right back after this with Justin Barclay. In the first 90 days of 2023, Bitcoin has recovered 70% and Ethereum 51.8%. Now, there are no other asset classes in history that have ever recovered that fast. And some of that recovery was definitely due to the diminishing confidence in the U.S. banking system after the spectacular failures of SVB, Signature Bank, and Silvergate. Now, First Republic is not far behind. And as a result, investors are looking for an alternative to the dollar to protect themselves and their wealth. Now, given their enormous gains and the fact that they are outside of government control, cryptocurrencies are once again proving why they remain a necessary part of an investor's portfolio. And unlike most crypto platforms, MyDigitalMoney.com, with our Equity Partner Trust founded in 1974, holds your crypto in a trust. That means it can never be commingled with funds that are not yours. Your cryptos are safe. They cannot be moved around. And with MyDigitalMoney.com, you can invest with the security of knowing that your crypto is yours and yours alone. Now just go to MyDigitalMoney.com or give them a call at their American call center 833-636-2008. Now, whether you're investing in a crypto IRA for your retirement or you want to save for medium-term financial goals with a standard trading account, MyDigitalMoney.com can help you with unparalleled security. So once more, visit them at the link below or just go to MyDigitalMoney.com or give them a call at 833-636-2008. Open an account right now and get $50 in there for free when you invest $5,000 or more. Just use the code REDPILL78 in the promo field. Certain terms apply. And of course, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Livestream. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, the one and only Mr. Justin Barclay. Justin, how are you tonight, sir? Awesome, man. It's great to be here, brother. I'm really excited. Love, uh, love the fun, man. This is a great show, and and uh, you guys got you have a lot of fun. 
We certainly do. You know, I mean, like I was saying in the introduction, you got to keep it light. We are dealing with uh, some pretty serious subject matter here. And I think that, um, you know, one of the biggest uh, uh, one of the biggest problems that we have to fight against in this uh, kind of truther space uh, is uh, is people getting blackpilled. You know, I mean. You take the red pill and you start to open up your mind and you recognize and understand how, how your your life has been, um, you know, controlled and how uh, the powers that be have lied to you and how people have been manipulated uh, and people decide that they want to fight back. And then after a certain point, all too often, people can begin to feel that their efforts are futile. They're they're in vain. They're not having any type of uh, measurable impact. And then they go ahead and black pill. So, you know, it's my mission to make sure that people stay on the red pill path and don't go too dark with everything. And I think that humor is an excellent way to make sure that people do that. Man, I I wouldn't I, I don't think I could agree, agree more, man. Um, I say on my show every day um when i'm when i'm broadcasting i do like a behind the scenes live stream so i do my radio show and then yeah. we do like an after show because there's never enough time to get to everything but what i say is it's like drinking from a fire hose mm-hmm. <laughs> every day there's so much coming at us it's true and part of uh zach part of the the trick is to figure out what's the noise and what's the news and kind of like really n- sort of drill down into that But I think part of that, the idea that there's so much happening, part of that is the, I think part of that is intentional. Like this, this notion of the black pill, Mm -hmm. if they can just fire so much at us, like scattershot all the time, you don't know where to, where to look, what to focus on, what should I think about today? What should I be worried about today? And the other thing is if they can constantly make us feel just bombarded overwhelmed uh hopeless helpless it makes us feel like there's nothing we can do and i think yep. that's the worst man being Absolutely. uh feeling that um you know just that that uh that helplessness the, it's almost like you get paralyzed mm-hmm. yeah you know very and true we gotta fight that no i i, I agree with you 100 percent as well yeah yes and i also think that it's by design you know because like I, I think we've shown here very recently with uh, the the Bud Light situation. I'm not a beer drinker. I don't drink at all, and so it wasn't a problem for me to to boycott Anheuser Busch. Uh, but there were a lot of people out there who just were used to drinking Bud Light because that's what was in their fridge. And uh, we showed that if we are able to organize and galvanize around a certain subject, something as simple as not supporting a company that doesn't support our values and our ethics and our morals, uh, then we can have a a measurable impact, a significant impact. You know, they have lost a tremendous amount of market share, and I don't see it coming back anytime soon. And the same can be said for a number of other companies that also are uh, using that person, Dylan Mulvaney, as their spokesperson, you know, Maybelline, Tampax. I mean, like, uh, how, how offensive is what's happening here, Justin, to women, to the female's of the species. Uh, so people making that conscious decision to just say, you know what, I'm going to vote with my wallet. I'm going to walk away and we'll see what happens. And I think it's only the start because people need to recognize that we truly do have power. It's just about focusing that righteous anger so that we can pick a single issue and we can begin to chip away at it. Yeah. And, and, you know, speaking of that issue, um, I think these things that are happening are just happening organically and effortlessly. And I, mm-hmm. I like that because to me, 
these some of the culture war stuff is important. Mm-hmm. There are some things that I think require more of our energy, require more of our attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been saying recently a lot lately, hey, your neighbor's not your enemy. Like mm-hmm. there's this conscious effort to make pit us against each other. Absolutely. The culture war stuff kind of is that, right? And while I, I know like this this is important to a lot of this stuff, um, they've got us focused more on who's on the can of beer than we do what's really happening. Like here in, in Michigan, mm-hmm. we've got the Chinese Communist Party owned company that wants to put a battery plant not too far from where I am. They they've they've got toxic highly toxic, highly flammable chemicals that they're going to be using in this. They're going to take 500 acres of pure Michigan farmland and they're going to pay for it with Michigan taxpayer money. And they're going to give it to this, this Chinese communist party owned company. Now, you know, folks that are a little more on the right, they're, they're, they're obviously seeing the national security implications of this. Not, not a good idea at all. Um, we just had the Chinese spy balloon fly overhead, right? It just flew over. They were I surveying. <laughs> they were checking out their new land, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and but then on top of it, you got folks on the left <clears throat> who are looking at this from a different angle, and they're they're saying, you know, they maybe haven't quite been awake to what's happening in China and the human rights abuses and the just horrific things that are happening there. Right. Forced organ transplants and forced Muslim concentration camps, all of that stuff. And it's, and it's real and uh, it's really sick, but this is uh, stuff that very rarely gets talked about. Very rarely gets the light of day and uh, they're starting to wake up to it, but they're really coming through the lens of, Hey, environmentally, we we got to protect our our uh, whether it's Mother Earth or however they feel about it, but they have a very big problem with the environmental impact. You know this plant that they want to put in. They say well, they want to break ground by July. They haven't even done an environmental impact study on it yet. From what we understand, you're kidding me. <laughs> and they want to eight hundred million dollars is what the state wants to give them tax breaks in the next thirty years wow. as well. But they they've already put over the. The Michigan State Senate has already, through the Appropriations Committee, already sent over $175 million. So the, the money's there for the land, start to build. But th- this, um, you know, I know you 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 come from Michigan, so you know kind of the, the, the landscape here. Yeah. But um, in this last election, the midterms, Democrats completely swept. They picked up the House and the Senate, and they kept the governor, which, you know, you and I can talk a little bit about that later. I don't know how she got reelected well. Well, did she? <laughs> some ideas. But, uh, is it too early? Let me see. <clears throat> let me. Let me. Too early to put this. I love that hat. <laughs> so, uh, a, a mutual friend who facilitated this interview, Lisa, she sent over a number of pictures that I could choose, and that's the one that I chose for the thumbnail <laughs> because I was like, "This is classic." We're, we got plenty to talk about. <laughs> I have to send you one, man. I got. I, I have to make sure you get one. For I would sure. love that. That'd be so sweet. <laughs> I'm, I, I made this because, um, and, and you know, it's it's much like what you're saying. Like, I don't want to get black pilled. I don't want people to get, but 
But I also don't want certain people to be able to own certain things. Absolutely. And this was sort of a way of just like flipping it back and just having a laugh. And, and you know, um, I, I don't know. I just like to have fun. And so I want to own that stuff. I, yeah. Why can't I ask questions about things, right? Why? What, when, when did it become wrong or illegal or but but that's what that's the way it is now you have any questions about anything well you're you know, you're every they'll throw every ist in the book at you right i mean yes. that's basically all the ists so, all the phobes uh, you know right wing extremists ultra maga yeah. republicans i i changed when joe biden used that term to describe uh, trump supporters and and modern day republicans uh, myself and a bunch of our friends we changed our names on social media to you know add ultra maga in there and, uh, you know, I'm happy to uh, to take on that moniker. I, I love that idea, kind of reappropriating something that they perceive as a slur, because when we do that, it takes away any potential power that it might have. You know, it's like, oh, well, what I'm saying isn't bothering you. Now it's just going to bother them <laughs> that we're OK with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, great. I love that. And because that's where the you know, sort of their their power is, you know, it mm-hmm. sort of lies is is. Yeah. Uh, you know, are 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 they able to, uh, you know, make us feel bad and 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 push us into that's what we're seeing. It's like yep. a, it's really bully tactic. Right. I mean, absolutely. So anyway, I am. Um, I love it. I ask the questions. People are starting to ask the questions about this thing. One hundred and seventy five million dollars already been so, sent over. But, you know, um, three Democrats came over to vote with Republicans against sending the money over. Oh, wow. That's good to hear. It's incredible. We had no idea. People have made such an impact. This is like ground floor, average, everyday folks. Um, And like I said, it's not just people who might consider themselves conservative or or, uh, red-pilled or uh, however you might put it. these are people who are they come from every aspect and there's st- I think they're really starting. Some of these folks are starting to wake up now, not everybody, obviously, but I've been encouraged by what I've seen because these people have made quite an impact already. No, I, I agree. It It is heartening to see. And I think that we kind of have reached a, a point nationally. Uh, a, a, a tipping point of sorts, you know. I mean, uh, I, uh, I I had an, an interesting conversation. Told this story this week. I I actually have uh, an ultra maga Trump shirt that uh, is uh, is like one of my branded shirts. My my buddy from Rise Attire made them for me, and uh, we've got them on the website. But I wore it to uh, Target late night the other other day, and this guy who you know, I just I, I don't know what his politics were before uh, you know he's witnessed kind of what's happened in the country, but uh, you know it seemed like he was at one time a supporter of Joe Biden, and we kind of got into a conversation about it, and he asked me if I was a Trump supporter, and I said, well, I don't know how you couldn't be considering how quickly the country has just gone down the tubes since Joe Biden put his hand on the Bible in uh, Washington D.C. And uh, and he's like, you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, and and I feel that the Democrats and their liberal, like ultra left wing agenda, along with Joe Biden being a complete bumbling fool and somebody who should have been sent to pasture so long ago, they have done a better job of educating the public than we've been able to do uh, in decades. You know, I mean. This is quite literally uh, the best example of of people coming to the truth, of, of at least opening their mind to understand what the true implications are here. You know, because it's not it's not just left versus right. It's not uh, necessarily about politics. I mean, 
You know, yeah. this is, in my opinion, a war for the heart and soul of America. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, for Western civilization, you know, I, I, what you said earlier about the culture war stuff, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that that plays largely into the idea of distractions that are put out there. They want us to uh, to stay engaged emotionally with certain touchstone issues, so that we are not deeply focused on the things like what you're talking about. This uh, battery facility, which actually a couple of viewers in Michigan had uh, recently uh, been e- emailing me about. But, you know, I mean, uh, the, the the culture stuff is important because, you know, I mean, how we live our lives and how we raise our children is important. But there yeah. are so many things. And, and when it becomes a problem, in my opinion, is when people will get so distracted to the point that they start just losing focus of all of these other things that are happening around them because it's easy to get angry. You know, I mean, people of faith, they, they see what's being done here in America and uh, it's it's easy to to lose hope or to just get so angry that you, you want to lash out. Um, yeah. But we this is about building bridges, Justin, you know, I mean, like in order to reach those people who have otherwise been asleep until this point, you know, we have to approach them with olive branches and show them that, uh, you know, I want you to succeed as much as I want myself and my family to succeed. I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. I mean, it's none of my business. This is America, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. As long as your pursuit of happiness doesn't infringe upon my pursuit of happiness. And as long as you're not abdicating uh, <clears throat> land, money, and resources to the Chinese Communist Party. Did you see that Joe Biden's own ambassador to China just this week said that the Chinese Communist Party is now a far more dangerous foe than the Soviet Union ever was? Like they are like leaps and bounds beyond what anything we faced in the past. Absolutely. And what's wild about it is that uh, nobody really seems to be looking at, especially at, I think, at this angle here in Michigan, how, I mean, we've got all the way up and down from the governor. Mm-hmm. This is her pet project, this yep. battery plant, all the way down to the township where they're going to put, first they wanted to put it in Big Rapids, which mm-hmm. is a it's a college town in the middle of Macosta t- County. Uh, the folks there said no. They they said no. They decided to move it across the street to Green Charter Township. There's literally a little there's a little airport there, and there's an industrial zone, an industrial park that's really going to put the battery plant. They decided when they got the no to move it across the street, and this is all this is all zoned agricultural, mm. <clears throat> and it's like I said, five hundred acres of it. And it's just a mile away from the Muskegon River. So, again, this is what the folks on the left are, and, and environmentally conscious folks are mostly focused on. All of the things that happen there, if there's a fire or some sort of chemical, you got lithium dust, things like that. Could be East Palestine uh, 2.0. That's exactly what they're looking at. And mm-hmm. they can't help but think, look at what the federal government's done. In, and they've just left those people hanging. Yep. And they're still... They're still suffering. And <clears throat> I have some friends that went there. I, I guess it's about a month or two back. They went and they're industrial hygienists. And they are like the people who, um, you know, help clean up in situations like this. They help keep um, companies safe and 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 make sure that this type of thing doesn't happen. 
And they said um, when they first got there, and this is a little bit after, like maybe a month after the, the I call them the tax incidents. <laughs> things happen because I don't know. It's cute, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is this a, what is this? Was this an intentional thing? Was it an accident? We don't know. We still have so many questions. I guess that's why I wear the hat. So I wear the tinfoil hat, but I actually, I remind folks not make sure it's not on too tight, you know, but yeah, like, yeah. um, I don't know. So I, but I have to ask that question. Right. Fair. <clears throat> but these, these guys said that they started to notice they had a, like a, metallic taste in their mouth after they were there not very long and what happened was the epa was going through trying to do cleanup and you remember the videos with the the rainbow sheen and all that oh yes so all of the stuff had settled down at the bottom of the 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 creeks and they were trying to get that stuff up and then capture it mm-hmm. and as they were doing that they're reintroducing it back into the atmosphere again and yep. into the air and then and it was raining that day so it was so they said they were they were basically re-victimizing people all over again. Mm-hmm. They said these people never should have went back. They should have been told not to. I don't know if you want to say not allowed back, but but you should definitely know what you're facing if you're going to go back. Like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, it's back, criminal. They they, they should they should have been compensated and and you know for the fair market value of their land and their homes before the accident took place because it's worthless now you know i mean like there are certainly people who will have no choice justin i mean yeah. they're gonna have to go back but yeah. uh, you know we have no idea what the impact is going to be on these people on no. these children in five ten years i mean well i mean we can guess because we know did that it causes another, some crazy cancers did you see another train derailed yesterday in wisconsin and did. two cars went into the mississippi river yeah, I I haven't heard what was in those cars though. What, I didn't see it what was in the cars, but there was paint and some other cars and lithium ion batteries. Oh, in another car. that didn't make it into the water. But if you have these industrial accidents, attack accidents, if you have these things happening, and it seems like they're happening in more and more numbers lately. Absolutely. I don't know if it's I don't know if they actually are having more numbers. Or it just seems like it. If we're just hearing about them more. But I think these are things that we ought to be allowed to talk about and we ought to hear more about. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, East Palestine just kind of it's fallen off the radar. Absolutely. Um, Trump went there. President Trump, he went. He shined a big light on it. They were going to sweep it off the radar even quicker. Um, And I still don't think it got the coverage that it should have gotten when he went there. Um, no. I mean, this was I was watching like Fox News and again, Fox News, but I was watching that day and they were running other stories they were running other things i thought to myself this is the biggest story mm-hmm. uh, clearly you know of the day but certainly in the i don't know how long this guy is there shining a light the, the government the federal government has left everyone else and these folks there left them i mean behind and it, it's not just east palestine i mean that's not far from where I am here in Michigan. And of, and of course, that area, you, you start to get into the uh, the Ohio River Valley. You start to come up. That's where my folks are from. And and uh, I mean, you have large swaths of the country and, and population are affected, impacted by this stuff. And again, we just we're not talking about it. And this is this is something that people are waking up to. In Michigan, you put this battery plant. Not only do we have all of this fresh water, but your 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 plant is right next to the Muskegon River. Mm-hmm. Muskegon River 
River watershed that goes right into Lake Michigan. I mean, this is the largest supply of fresh water, you know, in the world. And here we are. We're just we're going to play. We're we're going to let because they're so good with pollution. The Chinese they're so good. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a great track. Their air quality, you know, I mean, this is it. It it really is frustrating. And when you see something like this, that kind of just gets ramrodded through, you have to ask yourself, you know, who who is going to benefit from this ultimately? You know, certainly the the Chinese Communist Party, they're going to have, uh, you know, significant infrastructure and a foothold in Michigan. Uh, if something does go wrong, obviously it's going to affect uh, untold numbers of people in the same way that you're saying the Muskegon Re- River feeds into uh, all these other uh, uh, waterways and the watersheds. I mean, the, the same thing can be true or is true and can be said in uh, East Palestine. You know, I mean, that entire area over there is fed by the Ohio River. And uh, it, it's not like this. It's not like this destruction and the pollution is going to exist in a vacuum. You know, I mean, like they have no idea the true spread of it. And, uh, you know, as long as it's sitting on the, the bottom of the river, I mean, we're talking about molecules here that can very easily continue to flow. And that gets into the fish that gets into the animals. And then, you know, maybe eventually people hunt those animals. People catch those fish. They end up ingesting that stuff. And uh, and it could be uh, tremendous uh, and, and just awful. So I'd be really interested to see how Governor Whitmer uh, and the politicians who are in favor of it might be benefiting from this. I mean, do we uh, obviously Michigan needs jobs? You know, I can certainly see the argument being made uh, in favor of it for that. But how many jobs is it really going to create? And, you know, what's that cost benefit analysis? What's the trade off if something does go wrong? Are you I'll say, are you ready for how folks are benefiting? So let me give you there. One of the folks on the Green Charter Township board has land in the 500 acres. Oh, so to sell at a premium. <laughs> he went, now he's saying he's going to recuse himself. And of course, uh, there's a great blog that's been following this story. And I'll give him uh, I'll give him uh, props here. His name um well, the blog is themidwesterner.news, themidwesterner.news. So they are like exclusively following this, and they were part to, to break the story. When I say communist Chinese party-linked company, l- let me let me break that down for you, too. It is – it's on the, – the company's called Goshen, G-O-T-I-O-N, and there's a Chinese part, and then there's a like American part. Mm-hmm. On the on the website for for the, their own web, I mean, I downloaded this document off of their website. It literally says on page four. It says that in their bylaws or the articles of what it says, Chinese Communist Party and what they're going to do to fulfill the. It's in their own documents. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing is that 
There is no such thing as a Chinese company that is not directly affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party. That's right. But, you know, I mean, there's no way around it. So I, I find it fascinating that they would uh, they, they would put that out there publicly. I mean, everybody knows, but it's like this open secret that politicians and, and American uh, enterprise and elites, they just kind of gloss right over. You know, I mean, uh, certainly they're going to benefit. These politicians are going to benefit. And uh, it'll probably be a handful of, uh, you know, low paid jobs that the people of this community, you know, aren't necessarily going to benefit that much from, you know, and at the end of the day. You know, what? what's the trade-off? You know, they killed the automobile industry in Michigan. And so now this is part of the ramping up of that Green New Deal plan to try to put everybody into an electric vehicle. But the great irony is, you know, whereas some people, most people could afford a $25,000 Chevy, uh, they're not going to be able to afford a seventy-five dollars or a $100,000 Tesla or whatever else it might be. You know, the... You know, and then forget about maintenance, you know, I mean, uh, if you don't have access to a skilled mechanic, somebody who, you know, probably went to for an advanced degree to be able to work on these systems, uh, then your car isn't going to be worth anything. And then every 10 years, you got to get a whole new set of batteries. There's another 15 grand. It's a whole new car. It's a whole new car, basically. (laughs) And they stopped making the Chevy Volt. I don't know if you saw that announcement. They did. Not making the Chevy Volt because the battery's outdated. So why don't they just make a new battery? <laughs> so so this is what they're dealing this is what we're dealing with. Um, you know, but uh it's it's uh I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Energy Secretary, former governor of Michigan, Jennifer Granholm says Canadian. <laughs> when asked, yeah, Canadian. <laughs> when asked, um, would she like to see the military go all electric? She said, yes, by 2030. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, I mean, as if our readiness isn't already hamstrung. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) They're on the battlefield. Hang on. We got to charge. We got to stop fighting for a moment. And, you know, before we come over and fight, uh, we just had to make sure you guys have charging stations, don't you? We we got it. Oh, man. It's. None of this sense ma- it makes none of this stuff makes any sense. But if you if you think about what that would do, that would literally put us. We would be dependent on the uh, on the Chinese. Absolutely, we would be dependent on China, our military. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a time where we could have potentially had a much larger impact and uh, responsibility over the variety of uh, products that go into the creation of these batteries. I, I You may remember this. Uh, shortly after we went into Afghanistan, after 9-11, uh, there was a, a, a site survey that came out showing that, oh, wow, Afghanistan is super rich in all of these rare earth elements, including many of the components of uh, these, these uh, uh, lithium-ion batteries. And, you know, at the time, I was like, well, that explains it. You know, I mean, uh, Afghanistan had nothing to do with 9-11, but, you know, of course we went in there to get control over all of this. And then guess and who then has it now? Gave it up. <laughs> and we just gave it to the Chinese. We gave them Africa. We gave them Afghanistan. You know, they have control over it all. Trillions of dollars is what I remember hearing when when uh, Biden botched that whole thing. Is And, and, and again, now we're, we're watching this here in Michigan, but now we're seeing... Some of the money we given to the Chinese now to get this to acquire this land and everything, we're going to find out that some of that money is going to go back 
to fund the Chinese yep. and their acquisition in uh, in Afghanistan and f- and fund the Taliban because mm-hmm. they're working together. Absolutely, absolutely. It, I mean, is anybody is every is everybody asleep at the at the wheel? I mean, not not everybody in the Biden administration has the note cards with the pictures and the faces <laughs> and the questions on them. I mean, somebody's got to be paying attention here, right? I mean, this is you would crazy. think you would think, but. You know, I mean, it's it's funny. We, we, we've mused about this uh, um, on more than one occasion here on the show. It doesn't make any logical sense unless you believe that there's a possibility they might be trying to destroy the United States of America. You know, mm. if, if they can weaken us no. in every strategic sense, ruin our military, uh, take all of the industry, strip all of our production capacity and put it in other countries and then crash the United States dollar, which we are on the verge of having happen right now because, uh, you know, all of these nations are no longer going to be using the dollar to purchase goods and services. Uh, then, then they have a perfect storm set up, Justin. They, they, they've they created uh, the point that you, the United States will finally collapse. And then what could happen? Well, I mean, uh, a, a, a global governance situation might pop up. And next thing you know, the United Nations is here to save us. All of that stuff that they've done, you know, and, and we, they put it all out in the open. Mm-hmm. But all of that stuff, the CBDCs, the AI um, all the the complete basically what that allows for is complete and total control over every aspect of our life. Yep. And and you know it's it's funny here. You said could could they possibly want the 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 managed decline of of this country? Oh no, I mean that's I that's unthinkable. That can't be it. But you know these people are selling us out right and left, and um, we're seeing that Whitmer. Uh, you, you know, you're wondering what are people getting? What does she, what does she get? So this plant from what some of the plans that I heard will be a union plant. It'll be a union plant in the middle of a very red County. Mm-hmm. It'll be a union plant in the middle of a very red County and Michigan just passed this law. And we repealed because the Democrats took control. They repealed right to work, which basically said, Hey, you don't have to, send your money you can opt out of the union if you're working at a union shop you can opt out you don't have to send your dues directly from your paycheck so now they're they're reversing that mm. you're you're now t- talking about pipeline right from that that plant those those union employees right in to the union and then back to the democrat party absolutely uh, it's so a, it's a giant sucking sound and they've and they've again, all of this is being done. And I think it's, you know, I think some of them naively think, hey, you know, it'll be a while before all this takes place. And I'm just going to secure my place because, you know, this is inevitable. So I'm just going to secure my spot in the pecking order of things. That kind of feels like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. uh I don't know how fast it all happens, but one thing I do know is the United States is the only thing standing in their way. Absolutely. Yeah. And the yeah. the good news is, is I don't think we go quietly. No, 
No, I, I, th- I think that this is, you know, the, the most important aspect, the, the factor that they simply can't account for, because uh, as we said earlier, you know, many, many people have begun to wake up to what's going on. And uh, I think that uh, we aren't just going to allow our country to be destroyed. I see people, uh, you know, getting active all over the nation. What's really important in my mind, Justin, is that people uh, become activists, conservative activists in their local community. Because when you focus on your township, when you focus on your your county, your city, uh, the the issues that we face are much more manageable. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, my friend Dan Schultz and the uh, the uh, the precinct strategy, uh, but becoming a precinct committeeman uh, allows you to uh, uh, take this very influential position within the Republican Party. And if you have enough America firsters that get in there, then you can set the agenda for the actual GOP. You determine who can get on a ballot. You determine what uh, policies are going to be talked about. You determine uh, essentially what the, the the tenor of the conversation is. And uh, and this 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 uh, this scheme is something that has kind of been openly hidden from the Republican base because they don't want us to know that we can take part in our in our system and that we can get active uh, in a civical sense and 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 we can totally take over the Republican Party. It's been happening all over the nation uh, in a variety of states. Uh, my friend, who I mentioned from Rise Attire, uh, he's in North Carolina, and he said that the North Carolina GOP they just elected an entire slate of America First precinct committeemen, totally took it over, swept it. Mm. And so, you know, I mean, it's going to take a while. There's no way around it. Uh, and I think that what we're we're fighting against, he said, you don't know how quickly it's going to happen. Man, you know, with what's with what's taken place thus far in the in the short two years since Joe Biden walked into D.C., uh, you know, I, I can only see it accelerating because clearly uh, they will do anything that they can possibly imagine to ensure that they don't lose power. Uh, they want to make sure Donald Trump doesn't come back around. They want to make sure that nobody like Donald Trump gets into power. And uh, I would not put it past them to completely deep six our entire system and our way of life before we even get to 2024, because they're going to need another reason to shut down the country. They're going to need another reason to uh, force everybody to vote by absentee or mail in ballots. Uh, and, you know, there, there's all kinds of different possibilities that that could erupt from. But I just. At the end of the day, God wins, America wins, patriots are going to win. That's how I see it. Yeah, I I, I 100% agree with you. I will tell you that um, in Michigan, I've seen a lot of this stuff firsthand, and uh, we're still, there's a bit of a fight still happening right now with uh, with the Republican Party. I've seen it at the county level, watched it at the state level. Uh, there's a There's a fight between America first and then, some might call it the rhino the establishment establishment and um basically what these people don't get and they're doing everything they can to get rid of Donald Trump and President Trump and all but what they don't understand is that the the maga movement the make america great again movement is bigger than president trump absolutely is much bigger than him he is the one who most effectively communicates it and has communicated it traditionally. He's the one who's really put everything on the map. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but this is if even if they get rid of him, this is not going away because this is a this is a movement of people who are awake. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not going to do this anymore. And um, inside the Republican Party, they have found these different ways that they're going to fight back and take control. I'll give me an example. Something really uh, encouraging happened here, and uh, folks in Michigan may or may not know about it, but. Ottawa County, which you're familiar with, mm-hmm. um, during all the craziness of the, the pandemic and whatnot, um, there was uh, a point in time where the governor here, Whitmer, was shutting things down. And you it, every day she'd come on and she'd TV and say, here's what's open today or here's what's closed today. And here's what you can do. And here's what your mom would come out and give us. You know, you're grounded. You can't go, you know, to the so. But the point of of all this is, is that the, it, she got called out. The, mm-hmm. the Michigan Supreme Court, state Supreme Court had to come out and say that you can't do what you've been doing. It's illegal. You don't have the authority with these executive orders to do some of the things you're doing. So she had to get kind of put in her place. And she did politically went kind of hide in the basement with Biden for a while. And she she pushed everything over to her Michigan Department of Health and Human Services director mm-hmm. hotel is her name so and actually there was a guy there previously that worked for the obama administration that's a whole interesting story he kind of got paid to just go away and be quiet and now he's back in the obama administration that's a that's a whole interesting story in itself that guy zero uh health experience he was just kind of in the right place at the right time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they shut down everything. Uh, they said, if you want, you're going to go to school, you got the kids have to wear masks in school. So these folks in Ottawa County fought this. And one of the one of the ways they did it and why it happened was a Christian school in Ottawa County called Libertas. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make these kids mask up and mandate it. And some of the kids weren't because they said, no, nah, you know what? This is going to be great. You, you're talking about extreme. We're going to let the parents decide what they want for their kids. So if the kids, radical. if they want to put the kids in a mask, <laughs> yeah, radical. <laughs> I mean, if they want to put the kids in a the mask, they'll put them in a mask. If not, they can, you know, feel free to to breathe freely. And speaking of masks, you know, we just had, uh, n- th- there's always new stuff coming out every day. But just, just recently, oh, yeah. there was another one that came out that said masks may have been responsible for stillbirths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because of the the toxic, hey, I know this is nuts, but you need to be able to breathe freely. Absolutely, <laughs> to, be, yeah. to be the most. Dumb. I saw and, I saw uh, a study today. I was considering sending it to my sister, who's still in Michigan, and uh, you know, I don't know that she's still masking up, but I suspect that she might be. I see it. It's rare. It's more rare every day. I don't really see it as much. Uh, Only time I've seen it is in the airport, really. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see that because they're thinking, oh, people are coming from all over. And it's but, you know, I I talked about this the other day, but, you know, man, I mean. And I'll finish the story about the school here in a second, but the real the real virus was fear. I mean, the real threat is and always it's fear. It's the way to manipulate us. And there's a spiritual thing there, too. But um, this school 
uh, fought back and they filed a lawsuit and they were in the middle of the lawsuit and the county health department director came and closed the school, want to chain the doors. Hmm. And this sent those parents who were already engaged in a lawsuit, it sent them into orbit and they got engaged and they formed a group called Ottawa Impact. They went on to uh, recruit and find people who could get involved, run for uh, office and whatnot, because they had gone to the county commission, board of commissioners, and thousands of people. I remember the the meeting, the first one that had thousands of people showed up. They made a big, you know, statement, but these commissioners just wouldn't listen to them. They said, "There's nothing we can do. We can't fire the health department director. I, I, we, there's nothing we can do about any of this." Well. They all primaried these guys, most of them, except for one, I think, were Republicans. Mm-hmm. They all got swept out. Beautiful. They were all swept out. And then they went on to win in the general. And um, and they've taken back control of their county health of their their county board of commissioners. Since then, they fired the the county supervisor, <laughs> a manager. I don't remember what they call the guy. They fired that guy. Uh, and they are in the process of trying to fire the the interim health uh, director, the the person who was there that was making everybody mask up, as soon as these people lost their races and the new, she saw the writing on the wall, well, she retired. So I'm sure it had (laughs) nothing to do. And of course, you know, we were told they can't fire these people. Uh Uh-huh. We got the truth. But these people, these are average everyday people. These are not professional politicians. And this is the good news mm-hmm. to your point about the strategies in, in uh, the GOP and, and what p- people are, are able to step up and they are able to do whatever it is that you're called to do. And that's, that's all we're asking. So you don't have to do anything that's, that that's too out of your realm of possibility. I mean, you do what you can do. God gives you the rest. Right. And yeah. and I'll, I'll give you a great example. General, I saw General Flynn talk about this a while back. We were at this event and somebody asked him, hey, what's the plan? Follow the plan. And what's the?" And they were just going through all this. And he said, look, and he got kind of like he got kind of animated and um, he answered in a little more colorful language than I'm going to. But he said, there is no plan. Essentially, there's a plan. It's God's plan. Mm -hmm. And you are a part of it. Yep. And I, I fill in for Glenn Beck when he is on vacation and has like holidays and things like that. And I had him on and he re because I wanted to hear him say that again and, and explain that to people. And he went into detail on it. And the truth is that you and I are part of that plan. We're each called Amen. to do something special. You know, Zach, you've got this show. Mm-hmm. I've got my show. You're listening right now. You may think or watching. You may think, well, I don't have a show. What am I supposed to do? No, no, no. We all have something that we're supposed to do. Talk with your neighbor about these things. Share this show. Maybe you share it with somebody. You know, I mean, you can help us get traction. You can help each one of us has something that we can do. And that's what this is all about is activating people to take action. See that the, the, the difference is, and there's two, there's, there's like, there's the black pill thing, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, there's nothing I can do. It's hopeless. It's helpless. But then there's the other part, which is, can be i think can be dangerous which is hey somebody else is in charge oh yeah i've got popcorn i'm sitting on the couch and i'm just gonna watch the movie Mm -hmm. and it does seem like a movie because you see some of the stuff that's happening on a daily basis you're like this is weird yeah 
but it is not something it's one of those that we're supposed to be, you know, it's a choose your own adventure. Absolutely. That's what we're in right now. We have to be actively participating in this. That's what the founders demanded. By the way, this thing doesn't work. Mm -hmm. This, 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 this Republic we got here, this thing does not work if we're not actively engaged. And that's why every day, what you watch, the media, the things that you're allowed to see and know about, it's under attack. Because if you're not well-informed, mm-hmm. you can't make good decisions. You can't become engaged in the process. And that's why every day I just do my best to make sure people get the truth. I want them to hear the good news. I want them to get the good, bad, and the ugly. But I mm-hmm. want them to be well-informed because here's the deal. I got two kids. I want you. I know I think if you have more information, you have the best information then you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Mm-hmm. And we've got far off track for that. Oh, I absolutely agree. This is a, a point that I've been stressing for a number of years now. You know, I mean, there is danger in just believing that somebody else is going to do the difficult work. To, to be frank, I mean, this is how we got to this position in America. We abdicated our responsibility. We put our trust in people that we shouldn't have trusted. We just blindly believed that because somebody had an R next to their name that they were going to have our best interests at heart. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was the Democrats and the Republicans in concert that allowed our nation to slide down that slippery slope that we find ourselves at the base of today. And the only way that we can get ourselves out of this is for us to replace those people. And how do we do that? We get involved and we choose something that we can use to give back to the community. And everybody has a couple of extra hours every week. It doesn't have to be running for office. Uh, It can be something as simple as going to those county commission meetings, going to the school board meetings and challenging those people. But more than anything, we have got to organize locally. We've got to create those communities. And that's one of the most difficult things, Justin, because as connected as we all are because of these things in our pockets, we are more disconnected than we've ever been in the past. And at the same time that we are being kept apart, both digitally and physically, we are being force-fed that uh, that fire hydrant of information every single day, you know, and all of this stuff is being pushed on us and, and they want us to believe that there is no hope. They want us to believe that we don't have enough time to do this or that, get involved, make some calls, talk to your friends, share some stuff. They want us to believe that there's no hope. And if we truly get to the point where we believe there is no hope, then we'll believe it and it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, you know, back to uh, uh, what we were saying earlier about Donald Trump. I love Donald Trump. I love what he represents. I love the message that he brought to America because he was a lightning rod. It was like he flipped the switch and that gave many, many millions of Americans the recognition that if this guy who has everything is willing to risk it all to stand up against this demonic cabal that is seeking to destroy our nation, then how can I sit idly by and not do the exact same thing in whatever small way I can within my own sphere of influence? I mean, that's why I started the show. You know, I mean, like, I I think that too often people look to deify men. They look to, uh, you know, cast, you know, some type of like heroic vision upon one person believing that they're going to solve the problems. But it's just 
as I see, I see them strong men, strong leaders, uh, and I see them as just the the light bearers. Okay, they're just walking ahead of us in the dark, and it's up to us to find our own way along that path. And if we do it together, then we can't fail. One hundred percent. And by the way, this is you know this is the formula. This is this is exactly how this whole thing is supposed to work for far too long. By the way, they've always said, you know, you get the government you deserve. That's yep. what that's what we're seeing here. We've advocated this stuff. And 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 also this it's been a slow burn. Not only did we abdicate this stuff, but also we've been under attack. Think about how long and how what the plan has been and how long they've been chipping away. And as you you just mentioned President Trump, but this is this is important. Remember he was never supposed to win. Mm-hmm. He's never supposed to win. Yep. And so they're a few years behind. And most people don't know this either. But I have um, you know, I have some inside knowledge of of some of this stuff. Not a lot, but I do know certain things and certain people. And what I do know is that we were winning. We were about ready to put the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. With China, we were winning the trade war uh, right before COVID. I mean, they were about to crumble. And just magically, strangely enough, um, this this whole COVID thing changed everything. Think about Just go back in your mind. Think about pre-COVID, what the world was like pre-COVID versus what it is today. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare if you yep. think about it. It's it's almost hard to contemplate the change that we've undergone. And look how fast it happened. Mm-hmm. That's why some of the things that we watch on a daily basis, you're like, it's drinking from a fire hose uh, and certainly is. But some of the things that we watch on a daily basis, you you it, it feels surreal. Like I mm-hmm. said, it feels like you're watching a movie. It, yep. it certainly does. At times I watch it, I go, this is. This is crazy. There's always something happening. I think some of that is they're trying to play catch up. Sure. And I say, hey, uh, they have, you know, they've told us they've got, you know, agenda 2030 and they've got all these things. In fact, before COVID, they had uh, event 201. 201. They, they just removed it from the from the website. You you can oh, only find it. <laughs> they finally took it down. I was like, <laughs> why now? Why? You know, <laughs> everybody knows about it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Because. Because I mean, they this thing was out in 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 the open for so long, yeah. And it's so funny because you know, if if you and if people don't know what Event Two Hundred One is, basically a tabletop they call it a tabletop exercise where they planned that a pandemic was going to happen, it was coronavirus pandemic, it was going to happen. Here's how we're going to handle it, and all the things that we've gone through over the last two years, they did. It, it, they kind of war gamed it, they, and and they did it all. And who was it? Bill Gates was involved with this and uh, the World Economic Forum guys. And I mean, so so you name it, it's the who's who of those people uh, behind the scenes. But they're, they're always showing and telling us what the, we're going to do. So you don't you don't have to. Um, you know, you, this is not like somebody sitting with a crystal ball trying to figure this out. I mean, they're telling us in their own words. Um, but. We were we were so we were inches away from crushing China and um, 
I think, I mean, it looked at, at some point, I remember kind of back during this time, it looked at some point that, that, that the communist Chinese party might fail and that the people would have some revolution there and yep. they would get some liberty. They get a boot off their neck. And, and um, we saw that in Iran too. And so there have been like little bright glimpses of hope in different places. Um, but it is incredible to think back how far maybe we're off of that, that timeline. And now there's a couple ways to look at this. There's so much happening at once. It's freaking a lot of people out. Some of that is a, you know, you think maybe that's a bad thing, but I think some of it's a good thing because it's it's oh, happening so fast. I agree that people are saying, "Wait a second. Mm-hmm. And it's the old frog in a boiling pot of water idea, which is if you take a frog, you put it in a, boi- a, a pot of water, and you slowly crank the heat up, the frog will never know he's being boiled, and he not he will die. Mm-hmm. But if you take a frog and you toss him in a boiling pot of water, He'll he'll jump right out because yep. he's feels the pain, feels the heat immediately, and he jumps right out. That's kind of the territory that we're getting to. I think I I think because they're so far behind in some ways, we're feeling that heat. And there's a lot of us jumping out right now, trying to warn others, but some of them just I don't know that they're ever gonna hear us, but it doesn't mean we can't we can't and we shouldn't keep warning. Absolutely. That that water's on. It's on fire, man. We're boiling. You know, I I think I think that that pain point is uh, uh, very, very important to the the overall uh, operation that we're in the midst of. You know, in order for people to change quite often, they have to basically hit rock bottom. They have to reach that precipice, that point of no return. And with what we went through uh, with uh, the advent of covid and the lockdowns and how prosperous America was. Donald Trump, in short order, took America from the brink and brought us to uh, probably the strongest position that we'd ever been in. Uh, and, you know, as you say, we were on the, the very verge of defeating the Chinese Communist Party. And if that would have happened, you know, things could be wildly different. And uh, the politicians and the institutions, and I said only when I was talking about people blindly following, I, I, I oversimplified. I don't just mean politicians. I mean, really, our institutions. You know, we have... Uh, traditionally been made to believe that we can trust certain figures of authority or that we should be able to at the end of the day. But the media, uh, the uh, uh, business and banking, the uh, the government itself, I mean, it all showed that their interests were directly aligned against ours. And with the swift decline of America as a result of what they did during COVID and then even more with Joe Biden, it puts that idea into people's minds, you know, like how in the heck did we get to this point, you know, and how is it that it happened so quickly? There's only one reason. It's because of the things they did. It's because of every obstacle that they put up in the way of Donald Trump uh, to to stop him from realizing his agenda. You know, they basically destroyed the American economy because they wanted to make sure that uh, he wouldn't end up in the office of the presidency again. 
And I, I truly do believe that Donald Trump won in 2020. I think that we had massive issues with fraud all over the nation. Um, but uh, I think that by the, by having the election stolen from us and just proving once and for all uh, that the whole thing is rigged and that all of these various entities and and politicians are uh, are working against us, I think it was a tremendous wake up call. And I think in the end, it will be something very valuable and and we'll look back on it. We'll say, you know, God, you know, thank God it happened the way that it did, because otherwise we might have just continued on in that slow boil to the point where we hit the point of no return and we we don't have the ability to change it anymore. Yeah. You know, part of me wonders and, um, you know, the, the question is like, you know, did we have to go through some of this stuff mm-hmm. to see it? Because I don't think you, you know, a lot of people, I don't think they ever would have, they ever would have believed how bad it is. And and I, I don't, you know, part of this is, like I said, you know, I, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's a whole spiritual aspect Amen. of this as well. And, and it's biblical, you know, when you start to think about what, you know, what, um, what we're seeing, the apocalypse, the revelation, the revealing of everything. It does feel like we are certainly in a certain point in time, and it's really exciting. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. if you're if you're a Christian, if you've read the book, you know how it ends. You know, like this should be an exciting time for us. This should be a time that we're excited. Hey, we get to participate in whatever this is that's going on right now, Mm -hmm. and and we we have a role to play here. And you know, as you said earlier, God wins. Amen. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so we've got a couple of questions that I wanted to bring in from the audience. Uh, Somebody on Twitter asked if you were part of the 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 Barclays banking family. As far as I know, that's a that's a British bank. But uh, are you related to the Barclays? Absolutely. And the uh, the New Jersey Nets, the arena there, uh, <laughs> okay. I got a piece of that as well. Uh, I, I'm actually adopted. So oh, okay. um, that my that's not my 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 uh, I guess my actual. But uh, I was adopted by the uh, the British banking folks. <laughs> I, I really I wish I was, man. But I actually that I um they tried to sue me at one point. And this was like. Really? This was probably like 10 years ago when I bought my domain name, justinbarclay.com. Mm-hmm. I think it's like standard boilerplate when anybody buys something with that name in it, they'll yeah. send out some sort of cease and desist. And I just kind of threw it, you know, ripped it up and threw it in the trash. But I think they're trying to uh, make sure that people don't like step on their, their you know, their brand. brand or whatever. And I get that, but yeah. I just, yeah. I would, yeah. All right. So no, <laughs> no, not, not related to the bar. <laughs> no, because I, uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, um, I, 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 that's the thing is I, I've never sold out because, uh, nobody's ever dumped a, a, a truckload of money on my front yard, uh, enough at least yet to, mm-hmm. to make that happen. And, but Barclays, if you are listening, <laughs> price in mind, which is, We'll talk about it off the air. Um, Okay, so Low Country Brooklyn uh, said strategies in the GOP is the penultimate oxymoron. Obviously, that's something that we are attempting to change one county at a time. Um, Mm -hmm. Gump said uh, this should be our new 8 p.m. news channel. I can uh, definitely get behind that, you guys. Just uh, 
now that Tucker's off the air, I'm happy to fill that spot. Uh, White Knight 126 says, I'd rather be skeptical and question everything and everyone rather than gullible and just follow blindly. No man is 100% right all of the time. And I absolutely agree with you. I think that you should be skeptical uh, of everything and that you should be asking those questions. And when we just start, uh, uh, you know, believing things blindly or, or not doing the research to uh, validate claims that are being made, we, we do ourselves and we do our movement a disservice. Uh, let's see. Too Big for Bike says Michigan's a shit show. I work in rural tier one auto supplier plant where they are bussing in insurgents, mostly military age males from Afghanistan and Africa. I'm managing seven languages there. That is absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Any thoughts? Where's that at? Is, is he in Michigan? Yeah, he says he's in Michigan. It doesn't say specifically, but, you know, this reminds me of uh, there was a group from Michigan and I'm sorry, the name escapes me, but they were attempting to stop one of these uh, migrant uh, uh, rehousing centers from being uh, set up in the middle of town. I believe that it was a building that was formerly a Masonic temple. And they were selling it to like HHS or, or uh, you know, border security or something to allow for these these migrant. Uh, 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 they're supposed to be kids, but I, I was told that many of them look like they were of uh, fighting age. And um, and they, so they were bringing them into the heart of this town and resettling them there. And uh, there were all these problems that were being caused by it. So I'm, I'm not surprised to hear about that. Michigan has traditionally been on the forefront of the, uh, you know, uh, you, you're tired, weak, and huddled masses of all kinds and nationalities and legality. <laughs> I don't know that, and, and I could tell you, like, I, I mean, there's been a lot of rumor and things floating around about yeah. this, but there was part of a rumor for that that Chinese the battery plant, yeah, uh, in Macosta County that they would be bringing in Chinese nationals to <laughs> uh, to work there, and and now this is not uncommon in Dayton. There's a great documentary, by the way, on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It is. And I'm surprised that they allow it on Netflix. I think it's called American. Yes. Factory, I think is what it's called. It was done in 2019 is when it was released. But I think it it was produced by the Obamas, too. Yes. Which blew like I can't believe they allowed this on there. When you see it, you'll it'll it'll start to click with you. But like the stuff that happens in this documentary isn't it's a window to what's coming with the Scotian thing. And at one yeah. point, I mean, they just they talk about the Americans and how lazy they are and they can't get them to work. And there's some of the people that they brought in. They're like, we work seven days a week and we we're happy to do that. And I'm sure it's yeah. like, well, yeah, of course, because your family is going to be murdered back home if you don't work happily work seven days a week or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. But it is an eye-opening documentary for for this factory and for for whatever else may be happening. You're talking about we see it on the on the border all the time now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The Chinese fighting age coming across the border. What's happening? I mean, yeah, yeah there's uh, there are so many different avenues that we can go down with that particular problem that would just be catastrophic for America. Uh, and I, I think that, again, this is part of the design. You know, I mean, you mentioned the idea of uh, watching a movie earlier. And I think that, you know, that's exactly what's going on. I mean, it, but this is like traditionally how things have been done. You know, I mean, you've got 
you've got different parties, different groups, different organizations, all vying for power and control of America. And they've got plans, they've got contingencies, and they've got contingencies for contingencies. And so quite often, you know, I mean, things feel scripted. They feel like they've been orchestrated because they have, you know, I mean, they can make something happen, uh, but they can't necessarily uh, predict exactly how everybody around is going to, you know, behave and, and interact with whatever the event is when they see it happening. And, um, you know, I just I, I think that it, it's definitely happening. And uh, they uh, they they again want to keep us uh, rocked back on our heels. You know, I mean, if people are just, uh, you know, waiting for the next tragedy to take place, then they're not going to be focused on what they can do to improve their lives and improve the uh, situation for their families right now. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Michigan Muckraker, who is a YouTuber that my viewers, Diane and Tim, have been uh, trying to get me in touch with because she's been doing a, a ton of work specifically exposing this battery factory that we've been talking about. And uh, I, and Diane and Tim, if you're watching, uh, I had tried to get a hold of Michigan Muckraker, but I couldn't find any contact information on her page. And uh, I, w- I, actually, I wanted to suggest it to you as well, uh, Justin, because since she is a Michigan native and she's like actually local to it, uh, then yeah. it just might might be a good connection for you. I um, think I know who that is, and I might be able to get you in oh, touch with her. That yeah. would be great. That would be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. Very cool. Uh, and then Low Country Brooklyn also said, shout out to the great state of North Carolina. Today, one of the original 13 showed the communists we ain't playing. Blessings to North Carolina, South Carolina, Justices Allen, Beringer, Dietz, and Berger, commie crat tears. So mm-hmm. I saw two two things happened in North Carolina today. Uh, the I think it's the state Supreme Court. Uh, they reinstated the voter ID law that had been removed by the last court. Uh, and then they also reneged on what they called uh, gerrymandering. It was new congressional districts that were um, put together by the Republican House. And so uh, that remains to be seen how that's going to change the the fabric and the landscape of the uh, state government there in North Carolina. But, uh, you know, I I have to believe that, uh, you know, we need to celebrate that one particular win. I mean, the idea of uh, having to prove your identity when you cast a vote, I mean, that can the importance of that cannot be understated. Right. Yeah. I think uh, they also passed. Uh, I was talking with somebody last night on a show that um, was from North Carolina. Did they also pass the school choice thing where the where the money follows the students? Uh, I had not heard that. But Brooklyn, if uh, if you know about that, then definitely let us know. She's very active in uh, in the, the situation with the schools yep. um, because they're doing yeah, obviously all, all over America. They're attempting to inject this like social and emotional learning into uh, the diversity, equity and inclusion, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's terrible for the students. Uh, she says SC equals Supreme Court. Not South Carolina, my bad. (laughs) Uh, Cooper vetoed voter ID, so we grabbed it back. There we go. Uh, And then Trisha, Patriot, Texas, says, I'm really getting upset about all these illegals taking over communities, creating no-go zones, taking money that should go to our homeless, etc. I think they should be put in FEMA camps. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, it's a problem that shouldn't exist. But 
in the same way that all of these other things are stacking up, Tricia, uh, I have to believe that it's going to get to the point where residents of these communities are going to demand that something be done. You know, I mean, you take a look at a place like Portland or, uh, or or Seattle. You know, I mean, the the entire city is just overrun with homeless encampments. And even those ultra liberal areas, the people are getting fed up. You know, they just they don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, and, you know, uh, I know that uh, Governor Abbott, in a limited sense, has uh, started uh, uh, working on addressing it uh, one you know, kind of chip at a time. I, I know somebody in the chat the other day said, you know, why isn't Governor Abbott stopping these illegals coming over? And, you know, we have the separation of, uh, of of governmental powers here in America. We've got the functions of the state government. We've got the functions of the federal government. And unfortunately, immigration enforcement is a, uh, a function that the federal government handles. And, uh, you know, perhaps we need to change that. I, I'd like to see us go back to a situation where individual states are handling uh, those specific functions so that we don't have to worry about plant. Okay. Um, and then Trisha also said, I hope so. Our border here is getting more and more dangerous. Obviously stay safe. You know, what else is really uh, tragic, uh, Justin is it, it, like the, in the inherent danger of all of these illegals and criminals coming across the border. Uh, and then what they're doing to people who are protecting themselves. You know, you've had a couple of instances recently where people were protecting their homes, their properties, their families. And uh, we've got somebody charged with, I think, uh, they tried first-degree murder and they dropped it to second-degree murder. You know, and even if that gentleman beats it, you know, I, I think that we've pretty much done away with the idea of a speedy trial in America in many different places. I read about a guy in, I think, Georgia. He's been, he was initially charged with murder 10 years ago. He's been languishing in a county jail with no trial uh, you know, no due process. And there were two other people who were charged as well, and they were acquitted. So the the impression that I got was if this guy was actually able to get a trial, he would probably be acquitted too. But you can't get back the, that 10 years of your life. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's tragic. Uh, and then Brooklyn also said school choice is absolute garbage. The issue is SEL and the accrediting bodies and teachers. School choice is a red herring that the Uniparty is pushing because two <laughs> to, to kitty cat to go after SEL. Miss me with it. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I understand. I absolutely understand. It's kind of one of those uh, 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 sidetrack things. Um, but uh, here we go. We are uh, in the second half of the show now, guys. And so we're going to be opening up the phones. Uh, if you've got questions for Justin, uh, the conversation will continue. Um, both of the links are in the description below. Um, but uh, Justin, here, I'm going to go ahead and pass out the call information. But uh, was uh, any of those comments that uh, the audience made uh, throughout the course of those super chats, did you have anything specific you wanted to comment on as well? You know, the border thing is really interesting. And I don't know if you've you've looked at it, but there's the I think her name was Tara Lee Rodas. She was oh. an HHS whistleblower. Yes, she's been a guest on the show. This is incredible testimony yeah. that she gave in front of Congress uh, the other day. And again, that's another one of those that just kind of like crickets didn't go anywhere. Yep. But what she had to say, um, I just can't imagine some of the stories. Was it the eight-year-old girl they found that had been raped? Like, was it 50, 60 times? It was, yeah. this is horrific. 
And and this is happening on the book. Now, where are the kids in cages crowd at? Mm-hmm. Exactly. People that, that have been so vocal, you know, because, you know, the, the President Trump is all the, this is ridiculous. I, I, and I can't, I mean, I've got, I've got two young daughters myself. I think about this and I can't even, it's unimaginable the things that are happening. And here's the reality. We bear responsibility for this in some way because each of us has signed off or just abdicated our position in this somehow. Mm-hmm. We haven't made enough of um, an effort to make this stop. And um, I just think that there's that there are soul shrapnel there that we're going to have to deal with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the. In the way that the the true uh, uh, human cost of what happened in East Palestine, you know, is incalculable. I mean, the same can be said for the damage that's being done to these children and to these women uh, who are being trafficked in this system. And, you know, it's uh, it's one thing to to realize that human and child trafficking is a real problem. It's another thing to recognize that our own government is essentially the middleman for coyotes and abusers here in America. And they are well aware of how widespread the problem is. They are fully conscious of the damage and, and the abuse that is being perpetrated upon these children. Uh, But there is an economy of scale that is built up around the abuse of children, uh, the selling of children, uh, but also the the use uh, of these illegal children in uh, dangerous work environments. You know, I mean, uh, Tara, when she was on the show, she had told me it was right around this time that they had determined that there was 60 some odd kids that were employed in a uh, in in like a, a meat processing plant. And you can't tell me that. People don't know that they are illegally hiring illegal migrant children to work in these factories. They do it on purpose because they know they can get away with it, A, but B, they know that they don't have to pay them nearly as much because who are they going to talk to? They're illegal. They're not supposed to be there anyways. And she made that same point. I mean, who are these people going to go? They know Mm -hmm. there's nowhere they can go. And Mm -hmm. so this is um, this is evil. There's no other way to say that this is just in fact, we've seen some of this happen here. It's it's gotten it's been picked up on the news here. They've had we get a lot of migrant workers that come up for traditionally to uh, to work with the farms. And 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 I, I I don't know how much else is happening, but it seems to me we've got a. We've got a scenario where there can be much more than just a traditional produce or whatever it is that they're doing. And uh, maybe that's another reason why Michigan is at the forefront for some of these Chinese Communist Party battery plants and some of the other things that they're targeting. Well, you know, Michigan and, uh, you know, so that that whole corridor that goes right through there, like 7596, uh, it's it's a known human trafficking hub. I mean, it's huge in Ohio. But then once you get into Michigan, it's like people just disappear because you go out 
into the wilderness or you can very easily take people and shuttle them across any of the Great Lakes. You know, a quick trip over the bridge. You got some people hidden in a, a compartment and you're in an entirely new country. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's horrific. The, uh, the, the way that they have really scientifically created this perfect situation. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, people know and they are profiting from it. And as far as I'm concerned, someone who is looking the other way because they're not brave enough to speak up is just as culpable as someone who is actively orchestrating and organizing and profiting off of the smuggling of these people. Tara said that when she told her superiors about what was happening, uh, her uh, her boss was like, well, you know what, Tara, pedophiles don't sue the United States government. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, what what an attitude, what an attitude to have. Um, you know, it, this this is this is not uh, something that we should be focusing on. It should be about saving those kids. It should be about ensuring that they're not victimized and that we don't completely destroy them in the process of allowing them to come here uh, from another nation. You know, immigration uh, it, it is it is a major problem. It is probably the problem that we need to address. And uh, along with it goes all of these other things, you know, securing the border, uh, ensuring that human and child trafficking isn't happening, stopping child pornography from being produced. You know, we were talking before the show uh, about why I moved to Florida. And I got to say, one of the main reasons I moved to Florida is because of the tremendous work that I've seen them doing down here to stop human trafficking, to bust these pedophiles, uh, because it, it's, it's obviously something that happens everywhere, but you don't hear about it. In the same way that you do down here, Sheriff Grady Judd in Polk County. Uh, it's not my county, but I, I, I highly respect that man for the work he's doing. It's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's go ahead and bring in our first caller. It is actually one of our Australian correspondents, uh, my good friend DJ Vector. Honey, I have texted you a couple of times. I need to get a new bag of ice. Uh, this is completely melted and my hand is on fire. Uh, okay, Vector, you're on the air, buddy. Go ahead and unmute. Are you there? Maybe he, uh, I don't know, maybe he's uh, in in the bathroom or something. He doesn't yes, realize he's I'm on the here. Oh, there you go. Okay, no, okay. I'm here. Okay, <laughs> okay, sorry. I just had to capture the screen because I'm live on air as well. Okay. I just had to go stop my other Zoom meeting and stuff with my other guests because I just couldn't miss this, bro. I never have yeah. a day off to call in live. So, uh, you know. Well, I appreciate I, I you. Been. Appreciate you being here, brother. Absolutely. So, you too, bro. You know, dude, I was watching this, uh, uh, this, I, w- I watched a video of this guy who is, uh, he's an Australian as well. And he's just like touring the country with his dog in his, uh, in his van. And I, I guess I didn't realize like the variety of, uh, of different like landscapes and, uh, and, and, uh, and like microclimates that are down there in Australia. You know, every time I see it portrayed in like popular films or whatever, it's like city or it's like desert, but like, you've got like some really lush areas down there. It's gorgeous. Yes. Well, we've, I live in Queensland and I also lived in Cairns for 11 years and that's uh, the tropical far North. And they've also got like the top of Australia. It's extremely monsoonal and very, very, thick vegetation uh it's like africa it's like really really wild and uh here it's subtropical where i live in southeast queensland it's a bit like florida uh, yep. and then you've got the higher areas like mount kosciuszko and all the ski fields where in the winter it snows here and it's you know, pretty decent skiing and it's pretty 
pretty excellent. That, that's why you have a lot of Australian ski instructors on the, uh, you know, uh, the off season will go to Canada or the United States. You'll find them in Aspen and you'll see all these Australians that are ski instructors and stuff like that. Cause this is what you do. Same with chefs that go and, and cook in the ski in the ski fields and that sort of thing. But yeah, Australia's the most beautiful, wild, diverse place down in Tasmania. Again, just the produce and, you know, all the sticks mountains, uh, the sticks forest. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's really awesome. Uh, Western Australia, the Great Barrier Reef off uh, far north Queensland. Uh, it's one of the just seven wonders of the world. Uh, uh, amazing. So Beautiful. you never, you must come to Australia. It's huge, big continent, uh, amazing, fabulous people, one of the safest places you're ever going to go to. You know, you're not going to find any trouble here unless you go looking for it. And it's, um, it's one of my dreams, a lifelong dream to, to, to go to Australia and be able to travel around and just hang out there. Uh, that would be the coolest thing. I'll I come hang, hang out with you, bro. I'll go, I'll of go course. traveling around Australia with you. I'll be I'll on your couch. <laughs> yes. No, we'll work something out, bro. I've got some good uh, connections and I've got Olivia and her family as well. And right on. Uh, my family. So you'll be treated like you're a uh, member of the Royal family. Uh, Appreciate it. Hey, my friend. Um, All right. So hello yeah, to so- Justin. Yeah. How go are for you? It. Great, man. I think I'm going to have to come on the trip too, guys. There you go. Oh, man, you're invited. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, 100%, bro. You come and I'll show you the time of your life. You probably will extend your trip. You'll just think, oh, man, I've got to stay another three months. It's that cool. And, um, you know, well, maybe after we're done saving the country and uh, at least put Trump back in in 2024, that's uh that's the current mission my friend and uh, yep. i'm very sorry i said i didn't see the first half of the show uh because i was on air but uh I, you're a you wrote a book so this is about staying positive right even though things would appear that they're quite like bad but yeah show it up show it up good there news hope and encouragement for trying times uh, uh yeah th- this is this is an attitude that i absolutely espouse and i think that uh we need to remain focused on you know you got to fight. You, you've got to choose your battles. You, you've got to take an active role in your government, in your community. Uh, and you need to keep your eyes open for when those wins do happen, because there is beauty happening all around you all the time. And they only want you to see the bad stuff. One of the th- one of the reasons why I wrote this book was 2020 happened. And our daughter, our our oldest, she was born at 27 weeks. And uh, it was like, that's like three months early, you know, so she was a little early. Um, And we were since for the day my wife's water broke until the day we brought her home. We were in the hospital in the NICU there uh, with her for 77 days. So there was a even though this was quite a challenge and and it listen, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um, But I I will tell you that uh, I felt a peace during everything. And it just felt like God had his hand on us. And in the Bible it talks about like the peace beyond understanding. Yes. And I talk for a living. So it's hard for me to like be without words, but I really can't describe it, you know, other than to say, I knew it was from him. And throughout that time. And even after, you know, you remember 2020, obviously was all the fear of the pandemic. And then of course the election. And that's that little time between where, it was seem like every day there was a, this a, next thing is supposed to happen. And then this date's important because this thing's going to happen, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Throughout all that, people would ask me, hey, what do you think is going to happen here? What do you think is going to happen there? And I always came back to the same thing, which is, I don't know. 
all I know is that God is still on the throne. Yep. And Amen. that has always been my, my foundation, my rock. I'm going to tell you, I don't think I could have gone through what we've gone through the last few years without it. No. And, um, I, as we talked about earlier, Zach, I mean, it is how it is why I'm such, I guess, a happy warrior. We can fight from a place of victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got so many different examples of it, not just my my little girl's story in the book, but I've got other examples of different stories and things that I thought were were worth sharing with people. And um, it's just I I think it's important, as as you know, as you and I've talked that we are constantly looking at the good that's happening and that we're aware of it because it's so easy in the, especially in the fight, like we're in right now, mm-hmm. they get bogged down. And like you said, black pilled and, and uh, boy, that's uh, you know, that's, that's what they want. There's a lot of people in the community that are falling apart at the moment on our yeah. side and yeah. they're very black pilled uh, in, even in the Anon autism communities becoming extremely uh, uh, I don't know, a lot of conflict unnecessarily and people really seem ill. And uh, that concerns me because I know that we've been, we've been doing this for a long time. This is some of the more hardened people that are in our yeah. movement and um, not really referring to too many people specifically, but guys take a deep breath, step back. It's okay. The war's still going to be here. If you need to take time off and spend time with your family and stop yeah. focusing on all the pedophilia and the destruction of the country and all of the LGBT trans stuff, you know, the Ukraine war, all the grift, everything that's going on, you know, $7 gas prices. I get it, ladies and gents. You know, I understand that it's hard to even put like some food on the table and uh, you get discouraged, but like our grandparents went through a much worse time during oh, yes. you know, the, the world war. So, and they prevailed. America was strong. America has been through a lot of um, uh, very serious situations over her history and Australia as well. Guess what? We are still here, right? The yeah. spirit of 1776, the spirit of America, uh, we will get the job done. Of course, we will be peaceful, legal, lawful, ethical, and patriotic at all times, ladies and gents, but yes. uh, never uh, underestimate our resolve. Now, <laughs> Zach has motivated people like myself to start new shows, not just me, lots of people, Zach. So if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have done anything like this like at all in the first place. And I find myself in a position now of being uh, a member of the media and uh, it's spiraling out of control. So I'm trying to uh, plan trips to the United States and, and work out the more f- minute, finer details of what I'm doing, where I'm going, uh, what's the purpose of what I'm going there to achieve in the first place and what it's going to look like at the end. But, like um, parents went through. Um, go I, ahead. I was just, I was just going to say, Vector, ha, did you look into potentially hitching a ride on a cargo ship? Because I I actually saw some guys who successfully did that. Like they went from New York uh, and they got a cargo ship over to Turkey, and uh, they just got to hang out with the crew the whole time. They didn't have to worry about all of the, you know, the, the the traditional things you might have to worry about when you're traveling overseas, taking a plane or something. And uh, honestly, I think it would be like a tremendous adventure. Like, how cool would that be if you did it that way? If I could, I would. But I probably don't have the time to do it because I have so many commitments, especially well, with yeah. my with my work and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I take like, where I work very seriously. I work in a very, very fancy uh, gourmet food market like this place is fucking awesome uh so and i love them because they're taking care of me but this is just a means to an end so i can still have one foot doing my food and remaining a chef uh, and uh, of course do my djing and uh, my music 
maintain my research on the boards. And uh, But the most important thing I'm doing, Zach, is making connections with people in this community from top to bottom. And it's incredible, um, some of the people that I'm meeting, and it's amazing and uh, potentially going to have them on my show. So hopefully you can come on sometime, Zach. Oh, just, whenever yeah, you're not- uh, dude, you, you just tell me when you want to do it. You know, you know my schedule, so we'll set it up. We'll make it's it busy. work. I'll yes. absolutely. Perfect. And it, yeah. Yeah, that's that's open to you as well, Justin. I've got some amazing people. I've got a, a, one of my co-hosts called Zombie Clown, and he's a lovely guy from uh, San Diego, uh, California, and he's a welder, and uh, he's a patriot and on an autist in the Q movement since the very beginning. And, you know, we've sort of known each other uh, anonymously for a really long time, and now we've cooked up for a show. God's literally blessed us with um, uh, something completely new, and um, shouting out all my moderators that are currently in your chat, Esther, G13, Red Pill, and uh, Linda Rumblebee and Mitchie 315. So your entire community is lifting me up on Eagle's wings and helping me to get ahead. And again, I couldn't have done this without you. I love you. I love your family. I love your mother. I love your girlfriend. Uh, I love America. So uh, we're doing this because we know that it's the right thing to do, uh, regardless of anything else that we, you know, people might think that we're, we're trying to get out of it. I purposely don't ask for money on my program because I want to make sure that people are just coming there purely to listen to Anons and autists and stuff like that, but I do ask that you support Zach because this is his full time job. Uh, I have a full time job, so if if you've confided in your heart to support the channel, um, that would be fantastic. Um, what's your promo code? RP seventy eight, isn't it for my pillow? Uh, well, yeah, for for my pillow, it's RP seventy eight. Yeah, and um, hold on, actually, no, yeah, I'm positive, I'm positive, it's just RP. Well, I've got it on the screen on mine. Sorry to prattle okay. off and say that stuff, <laughs> but okay. I want to make sure that you get supported, bro, because I know that this is your job, Appreciate and you. I want to. Make- that you're taking care of because Zach is the reason, ladies and gents, that we've all got the platform and the information and the connections and all of that stuff. It all started with Zach and his show and um, him getting doxxed and that we were just talking about that, bro, on the show. <laughs> Some people that watch you, just Jim, he was just ex- like recounting the story and, um, you know, it was just couldn't one. believe it. <laughs> well, uh, it's, an, it's an honor to have uh, been able to make an impression on people and uh, and, and kind of light that fire in the same way I felt like President Trump lit the fire for me. So I, I'm I'm humbled by those words, Vector. Thank you. You're the best, Zach. You are. And you're the best too, Justin. You're such a lovely guy. You've got a, an amazing voice for radio and you're, you're a good looking guy. <laughs> wow. Like I thought, uh, as soon as I heard that, I thought I'm in good company here. This is great. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Vector, thank you so much for calling, buddy. I, I really appreciate you. And, uh, and, and thanks for always being here. I love you both. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I'll send you uh, some information when I can. God bless America. And uh, free speech is non-negotiable, ladies and gents, and the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. DJ Vector out. Tiffany. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. (laughs) We'll see you. Over here on Rumble, Trisha says uh, to Real Red Pill 78, girlfriend, uh, do you have Vaseline? I aimed a torch at my hand. The skin turned white. I read that I should put Vaseline on it every three hours. I only had to do it once, and it didn't even blister. So I've been putting um, uh, uh, – what's it called? Aloe. I've been putting aloe on my hand and then uh, just keeping it on ice. So I was – Tilling up uh, a portion of the yard earlier today because I am putting some landscaping, some plants in there. And uh, and at the end, when I was shutting off the tiller, I touched the engine block and I just burnt it all the way across the top of my palm. So not fun. And, uh, you know, but I've been burned before, Justin. You know, it's like I just got to make it through that first 24 hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's torture. It is. It is torture. Thank but okay, uh, caller, make sure you mute that stream. And can we get your name? 
Yes, Sterling Cannabis, Zach. How uh, you doing, buddy? Sterling, uh, always a pleasure. Good to have you back. How you doing tonight? I am doing really good. Justin, it is wonderful to meet you, my fellow Michigander. You too, brother. Uh, yep, I love Zach, but he did abandon us. He left Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to follow my heart, Sterling. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I know, and I, I, but I do appreciate our people that stay up here and keep in the battle. Hey, Amen. It's very important, you know. I've um. Uh, you know, it, as, from from my perspective, you know, I, I feel like uh, it is vitally important that uh, we don't abandon areas of the United States. I know it's 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 easy. A lot of people I've heard them say, "Oh, just let's abdicate California." <laughs> you know, who cares? But obviously, in California, we got uh, the new California State Initiative going on, so uh, there is people doing good work, and um, yeah, and so I I appreciate people who stick around as well. But it, it, it was time. It was time for me to go someplace else. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just dabbing at you, buddy. I know you are, no brother. Big it's, deal. it's no big deal. No big deal. But, <laughs> Dustin, um, now Zach knows this. I'm a bit of a silver and gold bug. Yes, he is. And um, the thing with the battery, I've got, I am 100% against you. This battery factory that they wanted to put over there, um, I mean, that's only like 50 miles from my house. It, I don't like it at all. Mm. Um, but there is some battery technology that I happened to run across a couple of years ago, um, partly because of my gold fetish. And also when I was born, my next door neighbor was Stanford Oshinsky. If you want to learn about battery technology, read the book written about his life. The man who was ahead of his time, but there's a number of books with that title. Make sure it's the Stanford Oshinsky story. Can you put a link but, in the chat? I'd love to. Lo I'd love to read that. I'm trying to find it for us uh, right now. Okay. But at any rate, this guy he only had a high school education, but his company never ran into black, but it never went out of business because the DOD kept him in business. If you understand where I'm going. Sure. He was a brilliant man. Taught me how to play chess when I was two years old. Oh, wow. Oh, you knew him personally. And his big thing was battery this technology. So this is your neighbor, right? Is that what you said? Stuff, whenever I see gold stuff, I, I dig into it a little bit. So this was and your neighbor? Pardon? You said this guy was your neighbor growing up? He was my next door neighbor. Wow. Um, See, so you know, like when it when rate, it. This, uh, let me just let me just interject this. That I learned something about. I think I read it in Kitco News, but I'm not 100 percent sure about that. But it's the gel gold battery, and if you lay the gold down. In single molecule width and a lattice work with the proper amount of gel surrounding it, that battery can hold about 10 times the joule energy of any other gel technology battery. Yes. Yeah. So this this is the rub, uh, Justin and Sterling, is, is that 
We have essentially stagnated in terms of uh, innovation and technology, and there have been many different yeah. uh, energy solutions that have come and then been suppressed or have just been outright destroyed so that the, uh, the so that our technology will remain on a single track. You know, I mean, for a long time, it was just uh, gasoline engines. You know, I mean, I always wondered, I'm sure you guys probably did too, uh, but how it was that we could uh, advance in so many different areas, but they, they had a really hard time getting you a, a gas-powered car that would, you know, get more than 25 miles to the gallon, you know? And, uh, and and now the same is true with batteries. You know, I mean, like they've only got this lithium ion solution, which is bad for the environment. Uh, it keeps us dependent on uh, China and other nations throughout the world. Uh, but they haven't given us something that would, uh, you know, that could be produced here in America that, that could hold just a lot more energy. It's all about the planned obsolescence. They they want to keep us buying. Mm -hmm. But I the idea of having a big battery factory in Michigan makes sense because of the auto industry. Don't you agree? Um, yeah, and some people have even said that are uh, safer. Yes, yeah. The some people have even brought up the point of there are some people that are against this battery plant because it's Chinese Communist Party linked, right? Because of the national security, and that's it. And then there's some people that don't have an issue with. Um, you know, with with the technology and the in with the, the technology, yeah. But and but but I have but I, I mean, I would tell you that I, I more think problem with the technology than who owns it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I think I, I don't like the fact that the Chinese own it. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't want any other country owning any business in this country. Yeah. I think that, you know, I, I mean, I, I just assumed this when we were discussing it. But, you know, for me, it's not it's not the technology that I'm worried about. It, it's it's the uh, it, it's the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, I think theoretically uh, any good any jobs are good for Michigan, you know, and uh, certainly innovation, if they can get onto the, the bleeding edge of where America is going to be, then that's great. That's great for the, the state. That's great for the security of the people who live in that area. But it all comes down to the Chinese Communist Party and their own personal record of environmental mismanagement. Uh, you yeah. know, and, and so I just think there's it's it's ripe with opportunity for corruption and for, uh, uh, you know, dangerous situations taking place. Um, you know, why not an American company? You know, why not, uh, uh, you know, a, a different uh, uh, way to go about it. I mean, certainly there are companies out there who could be bringing jobs to Michigan, but they're choosing to go to the Chinese Communist Party affiliated company. Well, and even worse than that, I have seen stories locally about them wanting to bring in Chinese nationals to run the place. Yeah, Justin mm -hmm. was saying that. Yeah. I, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it, it I, certainly is. Uh, so I did find Stanford uh, Oshinsky. I went ahead and uh, shared a, a link in the private chat, Justin, so you can check that out. He is in the Inventors Hall of Fame, and I look forward to uh, doing a little bit of research on him as well. But he'll, he'll give you some real good, solid battery background in that book. Um, it's not a hard read. I think I read the thing over a weekend. Okay. Good stuff. I'll All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate that, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the tip. All right. Uh, so, uh, Sterling, uh, anything else? Have a anything? weekend, and I'll, I'll listen at you again tomorrow and the rest of the night. All right, brother. Sounds good. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Yep.
Yep, bye we'll see Bye bye. All right. Uh, next caller. Caller, caller, you're on the air. Go ahead and mute your stream. And can we get your name? Loki. Loki. Welcome back to the program, Loki. How you doing? I'm awesome. I'm having a really good day today. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So, uh, Loki, uh, what, what's on your mind? What do you think? Justin. Oh, thank you so much for existing. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Uh, I had some questions. I've been taking some notes, and now I'm looking at them, and I'm uh, all lost again. <laughs> Take your but, time. Uh, Go ahead. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of current events. What, what, what do you think about all this Anon stuff? You know, I, I haven't dug into it um, as much as most people have. Um, I definitely think there are some things that line up that are really interesting to me. Um, there there are some things that kind of seem like they stand out, right? You know, that, wait a minute, this happened. And, 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 uh, and what do you what do you call those? Is the Proofs. Um, Proofs. Yeah, yeah, but when yeah. the when it when it the dates line up a certain yeah. way, what's that called? Uh, uh, deltas. Yes, there you go, deltas. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, like you know, you have to forgive me because I'm not like versed in this stuff. I haven't like dove deep in it. I have friends that really have, and they're then they've been talking to me about stuff for years. Um, have you looked at this and have you looked at that? And I say, you know, and I'll see them flash out every now and then. I just bam, look at that one. Okay, that's interesting so i don't know um i haven't like come to a conclusion on on all that what what do you what do you make of it are you i mean when well, you look well at this stuff, lately i've been freaking out i don't know freaking out's really a good word for it i reserve the right yep yes <laughs> <laughs> you know uh god wins seal team six the whole controversy around, uh, I don't know, the stuff I've seen that really gets my heart pumping is, is all about that uh, it was all a big setup when they mm-hmm. got shot out of the sky. and Yeah, extortion you know, 17. And then you're left thinking, what, do you, what are you going to, what about Rob O'Neill? He's the, he's the outlier in the whole situation, and it's like, ugh. Is Rob O'Neill? Is that the seal who uh, uh, allegedly killed Bin Laden? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I mean, I I, so I think that you're uh, hinting at the Alan Perot story. Are you familiar with Alan Perot, Justin? He was, uh, you you know, the videos, the videos I've seen. I haven't gotten any names, so I'm like, oh my gosh, the information. It's like if that is true, and it seems like so much Mm. that I want it to be true. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. You know, as a veteran, I'm a veteran. Okay, Uh, 18 years, nine months, and two days. I want to. I want to know that this stuff is going to be rectified. Oh, certainly. You know, I, I mean, it, it, like, so it's I'm, just I, you know, I have to. I have to. I have to take. You know, I don't trust my feelings a lot of times when it comes to stuff like this. Sure, sure. Um, 
so Justin Alan Perot is a gentleman. He's American citizen who is a falconer. Okay, and he was like the falconer for the Saudi royal family, uh, or perhaps a, another Middle Eastern family. But he lived over there, and uh, he had connections to very like you know, wealthy and powerful people, in, including some American politicians. And um, he was told by a congressman that the, uh, uh, the 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 downing of extortion 17, which had SEAL Team Six on it. Nancy uh, Pelosi. Yes, it was it was done on purpose, essentially. And, um, you know, it, take a look at, uh, you know, how it all happened. You know, Sorry, Joe, mom just came home. It's OK. It's OK. You know, Joe Biden uh mentions SEAL Team 6 publicly and, you know, identifies them as the group that took out bin Laden. And then all of a sudden there's this, uh, you know, once in a lifetime, uh, you know, rocket propelled grenade attack on on their Blackhawk. Uh, I mean, it just yeah, I, it wasn't it, rocket. It was a Stinger well, missile. Sure. Stinger missile. Whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and not only that, but all that cash payment to Iran. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think so, that's. I think I it's. I think it's likely. I want to that, get back to Justin. Go ahead. But I, I don't want to. Justin's got a book, and uh, I believe in that book. So I'd, I'd like to talk more about that. Justin, can you get into some of the the stuff that? Okay, so I, you know a little bit of my, my background, barely, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, what am I, I going to get out of your book? Because I missed the first part of the show. Yeah, absolutely, man. So like I'm I, done. <laughs> no, like I said, man, uh the book it's super quick read. I was, you know, you could probably read this in one sitting if you want to, but I was I felt called to to write this. Um and basically it it started around the birth of of our daughter who was born at 27 weeks, so 3 months early. And praise God. Yeah, she was perfect, and she absolutely still is today. Um, but there were so many things that doctors told us in spite of everything. They said, hey, you know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. we got to warn you about all these things. Um, to me, we were facing a lot of unknown. I remember when my wife's water broke. That's where the... That's where the book starts. Um, it was three o'clock in the morning. She woke me up out of a sound sleep and said, hey, uh, something's wrong. And we called. She called the the doctor, the on-call. And uh, they said, hey, you are, your, your water broke. Pack a bag. Get to the hospital. You're going to be here for a while. So we didn't know at that point what was going to happen. They said to us, your daughter could be born now. She could be, we got a check. You know, she could board. We might have to go in and, and do a C-section. There are all kinds of things that could be happening. They had to check every bit that they could. And remember um, all the different tests and things that they did on her. She was fine. And then we found out next, okay, <laughs> um, you know, we, there's a chance that you we want to make sure you can stay here until like 30-some-odd weeks, I think, is when they initially said. And then we'll go in and do the C-section. Holy smokes. So we were like, okay, so we could at least, and this was all like around Christmas time. So we were thinking we could be here like four weeks. What, the goal what year? What year? 2020. Yeah. So, oh so my the, goodness gracious. Yeah. Right in the middle yeah. of all the insanity. 
that's it. And and something along the lines, I got to tell you, even though all this stuff was happening, I just felt a peace. I felt God's hand on us the whole time. Yes, I, I have a similar story about feeling God's peace. And I so I know how you feel about that. Continue on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I will tell you that um, I still can't explain it other than to say I know it was I know it was a God thing. Um, and so it was during that moment that I, I, um, you know, and obviously we get through it, right. But we, we saw things there that changed us, you know, like we were in the same room. This is imagine like a big room and they're like 10 little baby incubator type things. You know, this, she was born at two pounds, six ounces, tiny, tiny, um, but there were kids in there that weren't doing so well. She was perfect. She was just early. And one of the kids in there that was like across from us at one point, little girl, she was born with her intestines outside of her body. Oh, my goodness. And she was going through a lot of pain and a lot of different things the parents had to deal with. One of the things we we took from this was no matter where you are, no matter what is going on, in your life personally, or like in a situation we're at here nationally, you know, like there could, things could be worse, right? Yeah. And oh, the power, well, and they're going to, and even then we should all still be happy with what we have. That's yeah. the thing is that the power of that gratitude, you know, in the Bible, it says enter his gates with Thanksgiving and praise. Mm-hmm. So every morning, one of the things I talk about in the book is what I do to find that peace. And, and it's a daily thing. I got to get back in. I got to stay. The blessings of, of being able to listen. Yep. That's it. And um, I, I, I do. I, I, I think about the things. And in fact, I write, you can make a little list. I write stuff down, you know, like three things that I'm grateful for today. And it could be anything. It could be like, hey, I'm drinking coffee. Uh, this coffee is amazing. Hey, uh, you know, I, my warm bed, the roof over my head it could be any number of things, but think about that. In the, in the day and age that we're in the time that we're in right now, there's a lot going wrong in our world, but think about the things that are going right. We don't mm. spend enough time focusing on those things. Yeah. And our, our, the goal of the media, I take you behind the scenes and show you how the sausage is made. The goal of the media, well, you know, we can't speak for attention. everyone. But there is a huge population out there that probably does suffer from uh, that ailment, if I may. Sure, sure. Well, for sure. I'm thankful every day for 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 a list that I I, I couldn't even. Well, maybe I should take notes tomorrow every time I'm thankful for something, and then report back. There you go. I mean, so it won't hurt. Yeah, what this is doing, and I talk about it in the book. This, there's science behind this. You have something in your brain called the reticular activating system, and it's about the size of like a pencil eraser. And basically what it does, it's it's key for for pattern recognition. Um, and you I'm probably, dyslexic. Yeah. And part of my learning, pro- I have a very high IQ. I'm very mechanically inclined. And uh, part of my learning process is all about patterns. Mm. And body language, and mm-hmm. tone of voice, and uh, true true math. Math to me is very very interesting. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have so you good. ever noticed, brother? Like uh, you, you don't say like you you bought a car or something. They call this like the uh, 
the Volkswagen, like the bug effect. So you buy a car and it may be a different car, like a, like a VW bug. I talk about it in the book, but you buy the car and now all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere. Like they're oh, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the reticular activating. <laughs> I just system. bought a mini truck with tracks. Cool. <laughs> now they're all over the internet for trying to load. I <laughs> see. There you, there you go, man. So this is the thing is, so the Bible. But I blame is, that on Google and the algorithms. It might they're be, always that listening. might be they're spying on you too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, but uh, the Bible also says seek and you'll find. So what you're looking for. You are right there. You're going to find more of it. Yeah. So here's one of the things that's challenging for Anons, right? And folks in this community of people that are awake and paying attention is that you're constantly looking at negative things. You're constantly looking at bad things. So you're looking for more bad things to happen. And in the book, I talk about this is a line that we have to walk with to be very careful on because on one hand, I feel like we need to be informed. You can't walk around with your head in the sand like an ostrich. I mean, we need to know what's going on, right? But also well, speaking of informed with everything that's going on with this Tucker Carlson thing and everything else, you're preaching to the choir. Go on. I'm listening. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. At the, at the same time, you know, we need to know what's going on in the world, but we also need to know. And I, I guess the best way to put this is from my perspective of faith is that again, as people would ask me, What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? And I always say, I don't know. All I know is that you're not alone and that God's still on the throne. Yeah, there's and something going on. It's, there it's, is something. It's you palpable. Can feel it. You can smell it in the air. I mean, uh, you can just feel it. It's it's around every interaction. Yeah. It's undeniable. So uh, I tried to cancel my Dish TV. It took me two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make it they easy, do they? They kept on telling me. No, they kept on telling me. No, listen, this is a God moment, and I'd like to reflect on this a little bit if you allow me to. Uh, so for two and a half months, they keep, kept on telling me we're going to log it in. But at this time, we got hacked in January, and we can't shut your, your dish TV off. Really? Uh, yeah, this yeah, happened. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I am wow. not making this up. I'm not two and a half months. It started in January. I called it the end of January. Finally today, uh, I got him to cut me off because I threatened. Well, the second call, I threatened to call my sheriff's department and just <laughs> log it in and say, Hey, you know what? Uh, so I, you're, you're going to say that I, I can't cut, cut off something that, <laughs> that I'm paying for. So where are we at here? Where, where do I live? I don't want Dish TV anymore. Shut me off. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't do that. Yeah. What? That seems like anyway, a bit of a contrivance uh, uh, there. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, listen, Loki. So, we we we've got to no, we've got to wrap up the show, buddy. But yes, on this one. This is go a, ahead. Go yeah, ahead. this is important. So yeah, I had to call every two weeks. They say, say call on this day. I call them that day. Our computers aren't fixed. Call on this day. Well, anyway, this goes on for two and a half months. Finally, today. And so you talk to all these operators, and they're from different countries and different states and blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I talk to them, and, and uh, I try to get them to pray with me. Some of them will. Some of them won't. <laughs> but I always remind them, hey, 
there's something going on out there. <laughs> Please. So finally today, I get in, and I'm talking to this this girl. Her name was uh, India, and she lived in Indiana or uh, in uh, Louisiana. And I'm like, well, that's a beautiful name. <laughs> and I made her laugh for like 15 minutes while I canceled my prescription. Finally, the computer was up and running. And uh, we had the most wonderful talk. And, and I got the impression that we were from two different worlds. But, you know, and just little things like that. We, we have to keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, our culture is changing so fast. And for, in a way, in a good way, in, in a lot of bad ways. But you can't have the good without the bad. That's what guides you. It shows you, oh, this was good. Yep. Absolutely. Very so, true. Well, anyways, thank right. you, well, Zach, so hey, much. Loki. Always, always a pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, I, have, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of stories. <laughs> that are probably a little bit more interesting about my time in Iraq. Oh, I, well, and, I'd love to talk about that sometime. Some of sure. the things that God played a, played a, a time in my life during those days. Absolutely. Loki, you keep taking those opportunities, man. That that's that's awesome. I do. God prevents us with doors. It's up to us to walk through them. Amen. 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 All right. Well, listen, Loki. I appreciate your brother. Thank you so much for your call tonight. I pr- thanks a lot. All right, God bless. God bless you, brother. We'll see you. We'll see you. All right, so two more Super Chats from the audience, and then we've got to round out the show, guys. Weebean says, uh, hi, Zach. As always, I love all your shows and your guests. Hi, Lisa and Mom, uh, Red Pill. Uh, Zach, can you tell me where you get your vapes? Thanks for all you do and all you've done over the years. Followed for a long time. So uh, there are uh, actually uh, a a lot of different places I get vapes. I'm pretty frugal. <laughs> so I'll look for the lowest prices on where to get them. Uh, lately, I've been doing the disposables because I they're just a lot simpler and I don't have to mess around with atomizers and stuff. Send me an email and we'll uh, we'll talk about it at length uh, because there's a lot of things to consider. Um, and then also White Knight 126 he says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen and God bless. Uh, that is uh, a prayer that I say every morning and every night before I go to sleep. I'm in recovery, uh, Justin, and uh, you know that was like my big God moment, asking for help and being delivered from the uh, uh, the, the ravages of uh, uh, of alcoholism and addiction. And uh, and here we are. I mean, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the fact that uh, I, I was able to put that stuff aside. So, listen, mm-hmm. at the end of the show, I always like to give my uh, my guests the opportunity to have the last word. If uh, if you had to, what would you really want the audience to take away from our conversation tonight? You're important. You matter. You are part of the plan. Um, there is a plan. God has a plan, and he's got a plan and a purpose for all of us. Each one of us has that calling. It is going to become more and more important as the days go on. As, as I talk about, you know, good news, there is also bad news. There's the ugly news, right? It's going to get, things are going to get more interesting. They're going to get exciting. Times are going to get darker. That's only going to give the opportunity, though, for God to stand out even more. I saw the mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal the other day did a... Um, story about how young people there's a surge in faith right now 
mm-hmm. with young people. People are looking because they are hungry. They're not just hungry, but they are starving for the truth. And the less they find it everywhere they look, um, you know, you can be whatever you want. You can identify however you want. Truth doesn't matter. There's nothing absolute. All that stuff is is leaving them empty and it's leaving them missing something. And I know this because I, I went through this personally in my life. I mean, I had the world. I had everything that I wanted and the world had to offer, so to speak, in so many different ways. And it left me empty. And I'm, you know, I, I would imagine that's probably similar to the way you felt. Mm-hmm. There is something that is out there. There is something that is happening and there is more to this life. And I'm encouraged because I think people are waking up more and more to see that. I'm encouraged to see the the good news of these, these kids finally. I am encouraged. I went down to, I don't know if you know what the Asbury, what was happening down in Asbury University. No, so no, what was that? There was a revival happening there. There were two straight weeks of straight on like worship, praise, uh, sharing the gospel, all these things that were happening. And it started uh, one day they go into chapel. It's a Christian university in Wilmore, Kentucky, not far from uh, Lexington where the university of Kentucky is. I went down there. I just felt pulled to go and I didn't know why, but eventually I think it was to see what was happening. Um, I drove six and a half hours and I saw like a glimpse of heaven. It was like God and his kingdom had just settled down on this little university. There were cars coming and going. They came from all over the world. People were looking for healings and all kinds of things. They started this, this right after chapel and they went for two weeks, 24 seven. Wow. And it was student run the students. There was no, they didn't, people came from all. In fact, Tucker, wanted to go there's a clip of him saying he was going to go and wanted to go check it out and they told him please don't we don't want this to become overshadowed by any person or name or in these there were like big people worship leaders and preachers and things like that that did go but they did not you know seek the spotlight and um it was all about Jesus but it was also all run and led by by the youth basically and to me to I got two daughters and I often think about like, what's going to happen with them. But God is moving. He is on the move and he is lifting people up, raising people up for such a time as this right now. And think about it. Bible says for such a time as this, that's you and I are here right now. Mm. Yep. Specifically for this moment in time, that should be exciting to us. God is still on the throne. And I'm also encouraged by what you're doing, Zach. I mean, this is, you're making such an impact here and um, it will, it will echo into eternity. I'm so I'm grateful, man. Amen. Thank you for the opportunity. You got a great crew. You got a great folk uh, watching and hanging out in the chat tonight. It was awesome to be able to hang out with everybody. Awesome. And, well, likewise, you know, I, I really appreciate the work you're doing. I'm glad that you were able to come hang out with us tonight. A uh, couple of final thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Thank you to Jay for dropping those shades. Just Ducky dropped a can. Porpoiseful with a cookie. Singing Pretty said, I've been watching them bring that water to a boil since the 1970s. It's definitely hot now. Uh, Michelle Ann says, excellent as always. And then Just Ducky says, we really struggle with so much that distracts us. 
but builds us to who God wants us to be. It's beautiful. As they say, hard times make hard men, and uh, that's the point that we're at right now. You know, it's interesting talking about the revival of faith in uh, in America. You know, it's funny, the, the cycles that we go on— <clears throat> You know, people, uh, you know, uh, being raised in in a certain uh, manner and then kind of rebelling against what they were raised as. And, you know, we had this like really big swing to the left and now we're just naturally uh, going back to the right. And, you know, a lot of people just going back to the center, not being uh, on the radical end. But that relationship with God is paramount uh, among the changes that we're seeing here. And uh, I think you're you're right on with everything you said. So. Uh, Trisha also said, Justin, I love what you're sharing right now. Much love. And uh, yeah, one more time. Thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um, at Mr. Justin Barkley everywhere to a live show. We stream every day, 9 to 11 Eastern on the weekdays on Rumble. And uh, if you want to connect with me anywhere in all the different platforms, you go to justinbarclay.com. You can get my book there. I'll sign it, send you a copy, get the tinfoil hat. I'm going to send you one, Zach. I got you covered. And um, and that's it. I'd love to connect with you. Come on over and say hey. Good stuff. Yeah, please subscribe. Please follow. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. I'll be back again tomorrow at 9 p.m. So until that time, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.